Hey, y'all, welcome back to the Late Night Vision Show. This is episode number 204. My name is Jason. I'm the owner of Outdoor Legacy. And as always, I've got my co-host, uh, Mr. Hans from the Hans East Texas YouTube channel. What's going on tonight, Hans, in Ben Wheeler, Texas, big town. What's happening? That's right. Yeah. Well, first of all, I want to thank everybody for tuning in again. Man, We it just uh, uh, it surprises me. It shouldn't surprise me because we've been doing it for so long. How many people are watching the show and calling and I had a guy in line today uh, at, at the grocery store that said, hey, I watch your show, love <laughs> love the show. So uh, thank you all again for tuning in. It's it's very humbling and and, uh, and ex- makes it exciting to do this every week. Two th- things real quick before we get into the topic. Uh, we have an interview coming up with Mr. Tom Stewart with American Defense Manufacturing. They have a, a new release that they want to talk about. We've never had him on the show, Jason, so it's good to be able to have uh, uh, Tom on. And I'm going to tell you, um, for all you gun guys out there, rifle guys, this is the show you're going to listen to because he knows more about this stuff than Jason and I could ever pretend to. Ever. The guy's just, yeah, he's just no. He's forgotten more than we'll ever know. <laughs> the, yeah, if, if it comes to rifles and shooting, I, I know he's a uh, he's a competitive shooter. His 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 uh, his child is a uh, competitive shooter too. I think he was talking about so. Um, Jason's like, I'm not going to answer because I don't know that for sure, <laughs> but I'm pretty, <laughs> yeah. sure, I'm pretty sure I remember talking about it. But anyway, yeah. I, so we got that coming up very soon. Also, um, we talked a while ago about at some point, one of these shows, we're going to miss a week because we're injured or sick. Well, this was almost the week. <laughs> so, uh, Jason and I are both pretty much down for the count right now and, and I won't good. get into details, but for weird bad reasons yeah, I, I, i'll say this i i was yeah 24 now 36 hours ago i was in the uh emergency room getting an iv pain meds for yeah. what ended up to be a kidney stone um right. that i have i still have inside me and i'm still on pain meds <laughs> but i'm i'm feeling i'm feeling way better than i was yesterday but i'm still on pain meds so uh listen if if I'm just talking out of left field more than normal or rambling yeah. more than normal, you'll know why. So yeah, Hans and yeah. I are both we're, we're figuring out that uh, you know this this getting above forty deal. You know as, yeah. as we move to the mid forties, it's it's getting getting real. So we're already was, looking at yeah. nursing homes and figuring out which we ones are. we like. So yeah, <laughs> I, I was at the doctor today, and I'm just gonna say I was at the doctor for man problems. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's all I can I'm gonna say about that. Yeah, uh, but anyway, thank y'all for tuning in. We this is the show about laser rangefinders. I'm telling you, uh, we or not just laser rangefinders, but rangefinders in general. We've talked about it briefly in the past. We've talked about optics that have rangefinders. Um, it's a big uh, uh, source of questions from people that either email or comment or call in. Uh, but we're going to be talking about rangefinders, the different rangefinders, the optics that comes, you know, a little bit about optics that come with rangefinders and what you can expect if you need it. Uh, if it, If you're in the category of a person that needs it, uh, and you know, are they worth it? So we're going to be covering a lot of different things, but it is all, it is all about range finders. And I know that this is hopefully going to answer a lot of questions out there for a lot of people. But before we get into that, I want to say one thing. If you are interested in a night vision or thermal optic, would love for you to give us a call. You can call and talk to me directly. Uh, you can talk to Jason, just 
uh, as long as he's not on pain medicines, because we're keeping the phone away from him at this point. I was point. on the phone today because you were at the doctor for a while. I so. was. I was. Yeah. yeah we're, we're. Yeah. yeah we're, it's not, we're struggling. It's, anyway. It's, yeah. But, <laughs> we need a new younger a, salesman is what we need. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly right. Uh, so give us a call. 877-350-1818. All the optics that we talk about, all the ones that we share uh, and do reviews on everything you see here, you can find on the website, OutdoorLegacyGear.com. So you can talk to us if you are interested in purchasing anything night vision or, or thermal related. Anyway, right. let's jump right into it. All Laser right. rangefinders, statometric rangefinders. What the heck is all this stuff, Jason? All right. So let's first, let's talk about, this is going to seem a little bit obvious, but it's like, why would I need a laser rangefinder? And I know that the majority of people listening to the show are going to go, well, that's easy. I know why, because I want to know how far something is. And um, okay, there's some truth there, but I want to break this down because we're going to take this uh, to a level for a, a lot of guys who may have never looked through uh, a digital night vision or a thermal optic. And they're going, well, okay. I mean, I hunt during the day and I don't use a laser rangefinder. I don't, you know, I don't have one attached to my scope. Uh, I may not even have one in my hunting bag. And so one thing that I'm just going to say here real quick, that's going to seem really obvious, but a lot of times I talk to guys and it's kind of like, it just doesn't click. Well, I'll say, do you need a laser rangefinder? They go, no, I, I got one. I use it deer hunting. I'm like, right. But it doesn't work at night. And they go, why not? And I go, well, when you look through it, can you see the animal? And they go, oh, yeah. So sometimes people just don't even think about that. So so right. that's the first thing. Your, your, your normal daytime laser range finder is not going to work because you can't see the animal. So right. one of the issues, and this is kind of what I just wanted before we get into this, is you know kind of why you need it. And if some people say, well, you know, I'm not going to be shooting that far. What's the deal? One issue with uh, thermal and night vision is you're looking at a black and white display screen, okay? A little computer, TV screen, whatever you want to call it, a little display screen. And it's one-dimensional, it's flat, and you don't have depth perception. What mm -hmm. you also don't have is you don't have both eyes. And you, so you're, you know, you're looking through one eye. And another thing that, you know, you don't realize um, is we use both eyes for our, in our peripheral vision, and that mm -hmm. helps us get depth perception and judge how far things are away from us. So being able to see, you know, this, you know, almost 180 degrees. I mean, I've got my hands out right here, and I can almost, you know, I can barely see them out of each of, of my eyes here, uh, and they're, you know, almost back there by my ears. So when you have this, you know, 180 degree field of view or thereabout, mm -hmm. It helps you judge distance, but at night you're taking away, you're taking away, you know, one of your eyes. Then that other eye has this narrow field of view. Again, you're looking at a TV screen and it, it, there's just no depth perception. So it gets really tough to judge. And, and Hans, I'm going to tell this story. We've told this story on this show before, but Hans came down here and uh, stayed with me one time, and I got a buddy that's got a bunch of family land. They run a bunch of cows, and he invited us out to go hunting. And so uh, he's a he's a big hunter, but he had never night hunted before with, with thermal. And so Hans and he and I all went out, and we got on this 
uh, this big cow pasture, and there were some trees around, but we got on this big power line, okay, this big mm. high line, and we could see forever, kind of rolling hills up and down. I mean, a long ways, and we were calling in coyotes. And so we got some coyotes that came out, two of them, way down there. And so we're all three lined up, and, you know, we're watching these things. And, uh, you know, my buddy's like, okay, when are we going to shoot? And, I mean, Hans and I are, like, kind of laughing. We're like, dude, those things are, like, five or 600 yards away. <laughs> and he's like, no, they're right here. When are we going to shoot? And we're like, they're, <laughs> they're a quarter mile, you know. Right. And so we kept calling. They kept coming. They kept coming. This guy's getting so antsy. He just like, why are we not shooting? Why are we not shooting? And he couldn't stand it any longer. And they were out there about 250 yards. And we really didn't know exactly how far. We know they were, we know at least that. He was ready to shoot, could not mm -hmm. stand it. And they got hung up. So anyway, we hail married one in there, didn't hit him, ran off. And he just kept going. They were so close. They were so close. Mm -hmm. We're like, listen. Those things were 250 yards at least. No, no, no. They were under 100. So my point is, and by the way, he was adamant. He thought we were so wrong. He came back and told me later. He goes, well, he said, I got on you know, Google Earth, and I looked at those power poles, and I counted, and he was like, yeah, you're right. Those things were way down there. Yeah. And I mean, this was his own property. He knew the property. He just yeah. could not believe it. And he said, man, he said, Jason, I would have never believed they were that far away and and, and i'm gonna quit rambling here but it says i've had experiences with other guys that were the exact opposite i mean i was hunting with a buddy of mine one time we were spotting and stalking some hogs and we got about 50 yards away and there was a bunch of hogs it was moonlit we could see them I was like man we got to get these things they're fixing to see us and he's like man we got to get closer and i was like how close you want to get and he's like, we're about 120 yards. I was like, man, we're 50 yards. We kept on. We got up there, scared them off. And as they're running off, he literally was like, yeah, I can see with my naked eyes. I think we got too close. So right. it, it just yeah. goes both ways. It's really hard to judge that distance. It is. Yeah, that's the biggest complaint that we, I wouldn't say complaint, but concern that we get from people is, hey, you know, depth perception and judging distance is going to be the biggest challenge of, of people. And uh, uh, it's not just beginners. It, it's right. there's a lot of a variety of people, and we'll talk a little bit about um, that later on in in the section of if you need one or not, or, or should you get one. But so I think what you were talking about uh, and why you might need a a, a rangefinder, it's not just because of judging distance and depth perception. That those are the main reasons, but also um, the the fact you want to make sure you're not taking too long of a shot. You know, like, and, and that's the big thing is making sure that you are within your comfortable shooting range, whether, what, whatever that is. Now there's a lot of guys up there that call and say they're long distance shooters and they shoot at 800 yards. Uh, right. but at night it's a, it's a different ball game. Um, but I would say there are, uh, there are a lot of people out there that, that need one. There are a lot of people that don't need one, but what I want to talk about too, before we got, get into the fact is who needs it and who doesn't are the different types of range finders. So I'll list them out a little bit. We can, you and I can talk a little bit about it, but I want to start out with the first one. And it's the one I think that there's a lot of confusion around. It's the statometric range finders. Um, there's a, a lot of guys that call up and say, Hey, you know, this 
Pulsar Thermion XQ38. I, you know, I heard it's got a range finder in it or mm-hmm. this, uh, you know, um, I don't know, you they name all it. Have it. Tri- I mean, Trigicon. Yeah, they all, all yeah, all, I mean, pretty much all of them. Yeah. yeah. And it, I heard it's got a range finder. Well, mm-hmm. yes, but probably not what you're thinking. Uh, they, what it's called, it's called a statometric range finder. And essentially all it is, uh, is you are, somebody told me it's based on the old, oh gosh, some Russian developed judge of, of being able to judge distance with tanks or something like that. I don't know. It's a, a very, uh, very low tech way so, to judge. So, yeah. So what <laughs> it is, distance. is it's basically, let me tell you how it's supposed to work. And, and, and this is so, so you have two um, horizontal lines on your mm-hmm. screen and you can adjust those lines so that they're closer or further apart. You put one line on the animal's feet and you put another line on the animal's head. Okay. Um, the top of its head. And, and you again, you squeeze that down. Now, uh-huh. that has to be calibrated for that type of animal to know how far away it is. So, like, let's just use a pulsar as an example because, you know, they've had this feature a long time. And they generally have, uh, when you, you get into the stadiometric range finder, there's, there's three options there over to the side. You've got this elk or moose or something. I think it's an elk. It's a big giant animal. Then you've got a a hog and then you've got a rabbit. All right. And so you, you, so the yardage is going to be different if, if you're looking at an elk or a hog or a rabbit. Okay. Cause it depends. The size is different. So you're supposed to, let's just use the hog cause that's easy. So you put it on there and then you look over there and supposed to give you an estimate of the yardage. Well, here's the problem. Um, that is, is not, it's not that easy. So number one, what size hog was this calibrated on? A 25 pound piglet, a 50 pound show, 150 pound female, a 300 pound boar. I mean, this is, this, this doesn't work. I mean, there, there's not, you don't, you go, well, all I'm trying to do is get an idea. I have an email right here. Let me see. I think I've literally got this pulled up because I was looking at it earlier. A customer sent this. This was last week trying to use this uh, stadiometric range finder. And he said, uh, uh, other night I was looking at deer that were no more than 300 yards. The stadiometric range finder said they were 1,300 yards. (laughs) It was like, how do I use this thing? And I was like, you don't. That's exactly yeah. how you use it. You don't. It, it's right. not, they're not accurate. If, if, and look, there's going to be somebody come in the comments and they're going to say theirs works perfectly. They use it all the time. It gives them some close idea. If you can make it work, great. Here's, I, I cannot, and I have yet to ever meet anybody who can make them work on animals in the wild at very long distances um, or at, well, it's just very long at, at any kind of distance accurately. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you another reason why. So when you're, you're squeezing these two lines down, here's where it gets tricky. Are you on the animal's feet or, and are you right on the top of its head? And, and you use these things generally at your base magnification. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if that animal I don't care if he's 30 yards or if he's 50 yards. I want to know, is he 200 or is he 300? Is he three Mm -hmm. or is he four? So when he's that far, it's this little dot. And now I have to decide, am I really on it or should I squeeze it in more? 
or should I open mm. it? Because he's a little bitty. <laughs> and every time you start squeezing or widening yeah. that out, the yardage is changing wildly. Changes. It, folks, I'm just being honest. Everybody, AGM, Bearing, Pulsar, Trigicon, everybody's got these things. Mm-hmm. They don't work. Yeah. Don't and if you can make it work, great. They're not going to work for ninety nine percent of the people. I think it's just yeah. something in there. Do not plan on judging your distance with these. Yeah, That's my two gonna, cents. Yeah, you're exactly. Right. It's not going to be a useful tool. So, so you would just assume that it doesn't have one at all, rather if, than if it worked, that. there would be no such thing as a laser rangefinder. Yeah, there's exactly. your answer right there. Exactly. For, for there which wouldn't so, exist. Yeah. So we we talked about that. All scopes having the statumetric. Let's talk about the other two types. Uh, and the other two types are laser rangefinders. But you got one, the the permanently attached laser rangefinder, mm-hmm. just like uh, with what the uh, AGM varmint is. You know, uh, Bearing Optics has one that's going to be uh, a laser rangefinder unit. You've got uh, the Pulsar Trails, the Trail Two uh, XQ50 and XP50. Uh, you've got the uh, uh, in the Envision uh, um, XRF. XRF. Those are permanently attached. You're not taking it off. Obviously, they are integrated into the scope electronically, so it reads the the uh, yardage on the screen, um, but it ain't going nowhere. <laughs> right. It's on there. Now, the other option that you have is a modular laser range finder. This is a, a unit uh, that you can purchase after the fact, after you purchase the, the regular scope, but you can purchase this modular laser range finder that can be plugged into the side of the scope and mounted onto the side of the scope uh, and it will integrate in there electronically, but there's only one scope brand that has this as an option right now. And we're filming this show in uh, uh, almost April, at the end of March 2022, but that may change. But the iRay Ricos, so you got the iRay Rico 384 the and the two 640 versions, the RH35 and the RH50, those will accept the modular uh uh, laser range finder that now when you add that it's got to be mounted it's got to be calibrated not a difficult process but obviously it, the, the laser range finder does have to be uh, calibrated to the scope uh, but that's an option for people that purchase the scope but then realize later on down the road you know what i think i do need a laser range finder so i'm going to go ahead and pick that up so those are the other two types you know like like you said you got the permanent yeah. laser range finder and you got the modular laser range finder yeah i just want to say one quick thing about that um Hans mentioned this. So right now, only these Ricos, and I mean, I think maybe ATN has something, we're not sure, but uh, only these iRay Ricos can you add the laser rangefinder to. Um, I had a guy today on the phone that asked that question. He said, he just didn't quite get that. We we're talking about laser rangefinders. He goes, well, I don't need one, but you know, if I buy a, a bearing you know, super yoder, I'll just add one to it later. I was like, no, 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 no. It's, it's, it, it's with or without, it's not an right. edit. You know, only these IRAs, can you do that? And he was like, oh, right. I was totally confused. I thought you could add them to all of them. I was like, no, 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 no. So it is that decision that mm-hmm. you need to make up front. Now we're fixing to, to move in here and, and kind of start talking about the, do you need one or do you not? And at the end of the day, that's a decision you're going to have to make for yourself. Hans already hit on this. But I'm going to bring this up again, and it's kind of, you know, what is this purpose? And I know everybody, the mindset is, I want a rangefinder so I can shoot as far as I can. And I tell guys, I believe for night hunting, the purpose of the laser rangefinder is to be sure you're not shooting too far, you know? And, yeah. and I don't want to be shooting in the dirt 
and you know totally missing this animal i don't want to be shooting at an animal that i think is is you know 300 and he's really 400 i'm not going to shoot at 300 but i mean i don't want to be that far so to me the purpose is to, to really help you not shoot too far um and i tell you something else we're going to get into here in a minute so we're, we haven't forgot it but it's going to be the question of do you get your rangefinder in a handheld thermal or in a rifle scope? Because we're now we're getting more and more handheld thermals with laser rangefinders. So we'll we'll talk about that too, kind of here towards the end. But Hans, let's bust off into this and talk about really who a laser rangefinder. I mean, somebody who should consider it, and maybe somebody who who shouldn't. You know, I mean, uh, that's a good, yeah. there's a bunch of guys that really will never need a laser rangefinder. So here's the meat and potatoes of the whole conversation and what everybody wants to know. So um, I, I will tell you when people call up and ask, and that's what they say, do you think I need a laser rangefinder? Here's the information that I give. First of all, if knowing the exact, and this overrides everything. This is, if you answer yes to this, then you probably need a laser rangefinder. But if knowing the exact yardage makes you a more confident, effective shooter, then by all means, get a laser rangefinder or get an optic with a laser rangefinder. Uh, because I know that a lot of shooting, a lot of hunting, uh, a lot of it has to do with being successful with hunting. A lot of it has to do with confidence. And sometimes confidence has, to, has something to do with knowing that everything is uh, correct, meaning you got the right ammo, you got the right rifle, the right optic, um, the right yardage. I mean, a lot of that for some people mentally, they, all the ducks have to be in a row. And if knowing the exact yardage of a target is important to you, whether it's 54 yards or 254 yards, mm -hmm. uh, then by all means, like I said, look at optics that have a laser rangefinder. Now from there, uh, if you, on that question, if you're like, well, yeah, but no, it's I'm not a big, it's not a big deal. Uh, the people that I think are good candidates for an optic with a laser rangefinder are people that um, that either hunt new properties all the time, mm -hmm. where they're they have access and they're getting calls, hey, say, hey, come come hunt my property, uh, and they don't have the benefit of going and visiting those places during the day that often. So if you're just going to a new place and you're just seeing, if you're going to new places all the time and you don't have an opportunity to go there during the day and kind of get a lay of the land uh, to kind of, you know, get some um, ranges during the day where you can see, okay, standing here, uh, you know, over to that tree is 200 yards. You know, if it's new property, cause that's where I find that I struggle with uh, uh, judging distance is when I'm on new places, you know, because I'm just not familiar with it. All the places that I, or most of all the places that I hunt, I'm very, very familiar with. So if you're hunting in new places all the time that you don't get to see, see during the day, then yeah, you probably be a good candidate. Also, if you are hunting in wide open spaces, like a lot of the people that listen to this show in a lot of states, um, and, and that means if you, you hunt in places where you don't have a tree for a mile in all direction, <laughs> all you have is little hills and knolls and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You're probably a dang good candidate for a laser rangefinder because reference point reference mm -hmm. points 
are very important to judging distance with mm. thermal because I know when I go to my places, if I stand on this fence line and I look over there across the field, that tree line is 200 yards. Or if I stand here, wow. that post over there is 300 yards. That's what's important is being able to see a lot of this stuff during the day. Well, uh, th- those who I I feel, like I said, if, if all of that kind of makes sense to you, if, you know, if, if you kind of put yourself in that category of, of open spaces, of new properties, you know, not getting to see a lot of stuff during the day, then I think it's something you could definitely consider. Yeah. And I want to just go right there. You were dead on with that. And, and what Hans is talking about again, because in the daytime, this doesn't seem like a big deal. I mean, I've hunted in Northwest Oklahoma, um, up there where, you know, you can see for miles and I can get out there let's say on a, on a section, you know, one square mile, 640 acres. And, uh, it can be not a single tree on it, a wheat field. And you get a, a deer walking across that field, even though I can see for a mile and there's not a tree, um, I can tell you once that deer gets up there within 200 yards, if he's 200 yards, I can tell yeah. you if he's 100. I mean, I just, mm-hmm. I can see. But at night, you change that situation. And again, it becomes so much yeah. harder. And, and, but especially when there's nothing, like Hans was saying, if you've got trees and you've got fences and, you know, maybe there's irrigation equipment or there's a barn or there's a water trough or what, the more things that you can see, the Mm -hmm. more depth perception and the more of an idea you'll get of how far other things are away. Okay. I'm not trying to judge how far this coyote is. I can look over there and see that, you know, again, this water trough for those cows is probably 125 yards. All right, now I've got a reference point. So when that coyote comes out behind it, how far away? You see what I'm saying? So Hans is right. If you can get anything, you know, will help you get those without even having the laser range finder during the daytime and whatever. Just coming out there at night, seeing more things will definitely help. And I want to bring up one. Yeah, yeah, go go ahead. No, no, no. Well, one more thing about that too. There's a lot of people that say, "Well, won't I get better at this the more I do it?" And the answer to that is, yes, you'll get better as you have more experience. Uh, but the, also, the question that comes up is, um, as I get better, won't I be able to judge distance based on the size of the animal versus mm-hmm. the size of my reticle? And mm-hmm. the answer to that is also true. Yes, yes, you'll get better knowing that. Okay, this hog, uh, that's you know, however far away the reticle, the X on it's covering mm-hmm. up its, its whole head. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah, that hog's probably pretty far away, but if that, that X or that crosshair is only covering up just the ear, well, then that thing's probably in your lap. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, you know, judging the size of the animal versus the reticle, but that takes a lot of, a lot of hunting. To Wait get a minute. To yeah. I want to, I want to build on this great point, Hans, but I want to tell you something else it takes. It takes intention you have to Mm. intentionally be trying to learn and you go well what do Mm. you mean okay listen when an animal comes out i mean uh, that you're going to shoot a hog or a coyote whatever it is you're hunting or a varmint it is immediately adrenaline spike this is what Mm. i'm waiting on this is what i want to do okay is everything right is my tripod set am i recording video what's my Mm. battery life like am i on him do i have one in is the safety i mean there's all this thing going through your mind and it's it's just the way it is especially when you're new and even if you're not i mean if you've been doing this if this is the fun part this is what we're here for and most people aren't at that point saying intentionally 
how big is that animal's body against the reticle? Let me look at that. I think he's about 400 yards. Okay, let's see what it looks like. He's still coming in. This is what he looks like at 200. This is what, I mean, yeah. you're not doing yeah. it. You're thinking, come on, keep coming closer. Keep it. Oh, is yeah. my collar still running? Do I need to change sound? I mean, you're yeah. not doing it. So you can yeah. hunt for a very long time and not gain that knowledge that Hans is talking about unless you're intentional. So what I tell mm -hmm. guys to do is go out. Maybe you're not even hunting. Maybe it's your off season for, for coyotes, but go out there, get on a place, range it during the day. Say, Hey, I can see how far this is, whatever. Go out and call some coyotes. Maybe it's in the middle of the summer, whatever, but I mean, you're not there to shoot them. You know, if it's not legal, don't even take ammo. Don't, don't take your rifle, whatever, but make some intentional notes, mental notes of how big that animal was and what he looked like at those different distances and mm -hmm. ranges. And I know you may think, well, that's kind of corny. Well, how good do you want to be at it? I mean, you know, yeah, if yeah. this is the difference in you, you, you go out, you know, maybe you're only going to go out a dozen times a year. Well, do you want to strike out two or three times because you didn't know how far he was? I mean, so right. Hans is right. I mean, practice, 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 but with, with intention and, and thinking about it and trying to memorize that. So uh, it, it well, can I'm definitely, be. I'm definitely not the type of guy that's out there practicing doing it because I'm the guy that's like, okay, do I got my cameras going? Do I got I the call right? Is it the right volume? It's tough to do. It's tough. It does. It's intentional. You, you also have, you almost have to go out and try it on, different animals that you're not out hunting it's like, easier to do it on look hogs. at deer at night and yeah and, ho hogs you know, are easier because they're not going to run off i mean yeah, they're, they, they'll stand there and you can watch them for 20 minutes and that's nice coyotes yeah you don't get that luxury I don't know. that's it's all sometimes lately i'm fast. sometimes lately i'm feeling i feel like i'm pretty good at running off hogs when i turn the car <laughs> well, there you go <laughs> so, but anyway hey yeah so let, let's talk. keep going here so so yeah. i want to talk about who probably doesn't need a laser range finder. Yeah. All right. Um, I don't need a laser range finder. Um, I generally don't hunt with laser range finders unless we're just, you know, testing a new scope. I mean, right now I'm using the Thermion 2 XP50 LRF Pro. Uh, boy, that's a long name. Um, I'm using <laughs> that scope, testing it, really liking it. But every time I use it, um, I am testing the laser range finder to see if it's accurate not for it to tell me because I know how far they are because I'm on my place and I, I am on my place every single day of the year. I know how far that brush pile is. I know how far that wood line at the Creek is. I know how far this cross fence, you know, everything. It's just because I live here and I've ranged it and I've done all this for so long. I know, you know, your place like that, or you can, because yeah. here's the thing, if it's your own place, go out there and range it and look at it and go, Oh, okay. And it's not ever going to change. So I don't need a laser range finder and I know how far those things are. Another thing, mm -hmm. this is what I tell guys, you don't have to know the ranges of everything, but if you know one or two points on a place now you can get a good idea so let's say this let's say that you go out and you know that a tree line on this one property is 400 yards but there's not much between you and that but i know that tree i can look on google maps it's about 400 yards all right is that animal halfway <laughs> is it closer or further than halfway well it's closer than halfway he's under 200 yards shoot him 
I mean, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. that's all that matters. I don't care if he's 125 or 175. I'm going to put it on him and I'm going to shoot him. Is he, you know, if he's over 200 yards, I mean, is it over halfway? So he's over 200 yards. So you know what I'm getting at? You get one yeah. point of reference and it, and it definitely helps you to judge that animal. You probably won't need one. Hans is right. If you're hunting your own properties all the time, probably not. You're hunting other properties that you're new to probably going to be helpful. Another thing, and this is going to sound really, really obvious, but a lot of guys tell me they're hunting properties that are very heavily wooded or brush, and they may only be able to see 150, 200 yards max. I talked to a guy today. He said, I can't see over 150 yards. And he asked the question. He said, everybody says that it's really hard to judge distance. Do I need a laser range finder? And I was like, well, but I kind of was nice. I wasn't, I mean, it insulted him. I was like, well, whatever caliber you're shooting, are you pretty comfortable? Zero to 150? And he was like, yeah, I just put it on and shoot. And he kind of sat there and he goes, that was a dumb question. I was like, no, it's <laughs> it's not. He's like, well, everybody keeps sending a laser range finder. I said, if you can't see but 150, 200 yards, you don't need a laser right. range finder. So definitely I don't I don't think everybody has to have one. Um, I think, okay. well, I think, I think most people, people probably don't need them uh if if and the the, the more the, i talk to people yes. but that's yeah, right I, the, yeah the, the majority most don't. people don't need them um but wanna, the the big question is and I, you might be bringing this up um do i need a laser range finder in my handheld binocular or yep. in my scope <laughs> okay that's the big that's question. where i was going that's that's a big one all right so i i have some thoughts on this and Give Sometimes I feel like my opinion on this changes from time to time. Tell me what you think. Wait, you and I haven't no talked r- about this, so tell me what you no, think. No, we haven't. We haven't. So this is not, there's no right answer. There's no wrong answer. Uh, you know, people call and say, you know, I'm thinking about getting a laser range finder. I just don't know if I want one in my monocular or want one in my scope. Uh, what I will say to that is, and maybe I'm thinking too simplistic about this, but my thought is is that you need to know the range of an of an animal of a target right before you shoot when you're going the mm-hmm. most of the times when you're going to range an animal it's going to be right before you shoot so you take the shot because if you have a monocular and you range a coyote and then you jump on your rifle and he runs 100 yards in by the time you're switching over it doesn't do you much good so mm-hmm. my thought is I, probably the laser rangefinder on the scope is more useful because you, again, you're, you're shooting, you're getting the range of a target and you mm-hmm. can get the range right before you shoot. Now the mm-hmm. other side of me says, well, no, because you just get the ranges from a monocular, get your reference points, get this tree, range the tree mm-hmm. while there's nothing going on, get that barn, get this, whatever, mm-hmm. and get your ranges before you have any targets. And then that way, when a target comes in, all you have to do is shoot. So I don't know, man, it's half a dozen one and, and well, six it, and another. I don't know. I think you're dead on with that. I, I agree. Totally. I want to say one more thing. So uh, I'm going to, I'm going to bring this up real quick because I just thought of it. And then I'm going to talk about the handheld and the, the, uh, the rifle scope. People ask me all the time, are these range finders accurate and are they reliable? Um, I'll tell you this, overall, as rangefinders go, they seem to be the most reliable part of these scopes. They they rarely seem to tear up or not work. They seem to work really, really well. And are they accurate? 
I have yet to find a laser range finder of any brand of any thermal optic that was not dead on perfectly accurate. I mean, they're, they're as accurate as any other handheld laser range finder would be. So, uh, yes. Okay. Now with that said, kind of rolling this in to, uh, getting a range finder in your scope versus your handheld, I will tell you there is one benefit to a range finder in your rifle that you're not going to have in the handheld in your rifle scope, I should say. And that is being able to judge a further distance. And here's why. When you don't realize how much you shake until you take that laser range finder in your hand. And, right. and again, you have to, all these scopes, when you're ranging, you're ranging at your base magnification. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so if that animal is, is naturally way out there, because that's where you're trying to range him, uh, you're shaking and you're trying to put a laser, a needle on that animal. And right. so for me, and this is going to be different from different people, with a handheld thermal optic with a laser range finder, when I'm holding that up, if I tuck my elbows in as tight as I can, and, and get as steady as I can standing there, I can range about 300 to 350 mm -hmm. yards. I cannot consistently range over 350 yards hand-holding. Now, if I lean up against a tree or a truck or a pole or a something, I can get on closer out there in that 350 to maybe 400. Mm -hmm. If you're on a rifle, um, I'm making the assumption here you're on a good steady tripod, you know, 350, 400, 450, that's not a problem. I mean, you know, maybe you might, yeah. you might shake a little more than that. Um, but, but for me, I mean, I can get in those 400s pretty easy. I know there's some guys can do it way further than that. Again, just depends on how much you shake. But again, that's not a fault of the laser rangefinder. That's yeah. just uh, your ability to how still you can be yeah. to thread that needle all the way down there. So my, this is what I tell everybody. If you got a laser range finder and a handheld and you can't get a good range on him because you're shaking a little too much, that tells me all I need to know. He's too far to shoot. <laughs> That's what that means. <laughs> yeah. He's too far to shoot. Right. Wait till he gets closer. It doesn't yeah. matter how far he is. He's too far. So yeah, I, I, I do bring a, up a good point. Yeah. yeah and I'll tell you point. one more thing that I think is really cool about a handheld with a laser range finder for some guys. I have guys that tell me they hunt with a partner or they hunt with other people. And rather than have two shooters, they like to have a spotter and a shooter. Mm -hmm. And so what's, this is the perfect way is to have a man with a handheld with the laser range finder. He's scanning. Okay. Here's the coyote. He's running in and he's giving constant real time information to the shooter. He doesn't have to mess with the laser range finder. You know, he's 350. He's 325. He's 300. You know, now the guy with the, the rifle, he's just ready to go. And yes, be clear, you could do that with a rifle scope. You could be, you know, the buddy could be on the tripod. But a lot of guys just tell me they like to, you know, sit there and spot with their handheld and do that. So that, that's a cool option for that. Um, so I think that, that kind of sums that. I want to say one more quick thing that I think we forgot to mention. And this is something uh, of who might need one. I get these guys call me sometimes that are doing varmint hunting or maybe rat, you know, killing around barns and, and 
you know, cornfields and uh, maybe even killing coons and stuff. And they're using uh, pellet guns, these, mm-hmm. these, you know, high powered pellet guns. And some of these things are fully capable. I know of shooting, you know, a couple hundred yards, but I've had some guys tell me like, listen, I'm shooting in feet. <laughs> you know, I may be mm-hmm. shooting something out there that's right. literally 30 feet or, you know, whatever, 30 yards, but they want to know exactly. They're, they're never looking to shoot anything over, say, 30, 40 yards, and they're mm. wanting to know the exact distance for, you know, how far it is. Um, same thing, guys, maybe crossbow hunting even. And so it, it's kind of the opposite. They're hunting really close, but they need to know their exact yardages for that close-range hunting. So that's yeah. just somebody yeah, else who, who might need it. So. Anyway, so if you are interested in an optic that has a laser range finder, the good news is that the list of optics that are including a uh, a laser range finder, a permanently attached laser range finder, uh, that list of scopes is increasing, and it's gonna, it, definitely this year alone, there's going to be a lot more options. We mentioned a few. Um, so if you're interested in a scope, a thermal scope that has a laser range finder, has a modular range finder, or no laser range finder at all, give us a call, 877-350-1818. You can find everything on OutdoorLegacyGear.com. Again, you can call up. You can talk to me. You can talk to Jason. Uh, we'd be glad to help you out, answer your questions, uh, point you in the right directions. We Sometimes uh, we've been known to throw some wrenches and spokes when it comes to people that call up and know think they know exactly what they want. And then we kind of talk them into a different direction. But I think what most people will say is at the end of the conversation, they got something out of it and they learned something. So uh, we'd love for you to give us a chance to to earn your business. Um, if you want to check out all of the past uh, episodes, all the Late Night Vision Show episodes, you can do so on the latenightvisionshow.com. Uh, or you can check it out on the web, on the YouTube channel. That's uh, Late Night Vision Show. Uh, also on all the audio only versions, which is... Uh, iTunes, Google Play. I know Spotify. We're uploading videos to Spotify now mm-hmm. and also Facebook. So you can watch full episodes on Facebook as well. Thank you, uh, Mr. Jason Robertson on that. I was, because I know I was that's... thinking, who are you going to thank? Because if it's not me. <laughs> exactly. He's no, the man that's doing I've been, that. I've been um, uploading those. So no. Yeah. So uh, you can find uh, Jason on all the socials, uh, Instagram, Facebook, also on YouTube, Outdoor Legacy. You can find me on Instagram and YouTube. Real easy. It's Hans ETX. That's H-A-N-S-E-T-X stands for East Texas. So Hans East Texas, you can find me over there. And uh, yeah, we're going to be back soon next week. Hopefully, knock on wood, depending on you, you and I uh, get the bandages off soon. Yeah, really. Isn't that the truth? (laughs) So yeah, getting getting old's for real. And also, don't forget, uh, in the next few weeks, uh, we do plan to have Mr. Tom Stewart from American Mm -hmm. Defense, as Hans mentioned before. I have him on the show. We're going to try to get that... um, uh, interview recorded and we're trying to his he's a very busy man and and his schedule and our schedule and trying to get everything lined up uh, but we think we're going to get that done here very soon uh, excited about that uh, folks we hope to see you back here next week for episode 205 i'm gonna tell you something we've taken a couple weeks off from the reviews uh, but we've got a pile of a pile of thermal and some night vision reviews to do we have got uh, there's more stuff coming in. I, I liter- literally think we could do a review every show for probably the next Good. six months. I mean, there's so many things coming up. So if, if you like that, you are in for a treat. If you don't like that, 
uh, you're not in for a treat. But we <laughs> we hope to see y'all again next week uh, right here at the Late Night Vision Show. Between now and then, y'all stay safe in the fields and keep making those bacon pancakes. 